that's enough of this palaver. Let's get on with the show. Hey, folks, grab a seat in my big orange couch. Uh, grab yourself a coffee, tea, soda, and or adult libation. It's been almost a month since I've been on. And welcome to PSN. And this is Castle Talk Radio only exclusively on PSN Radio. And um, this is Kaiser from Kaiser's Castle. And uh, I think we're just going to have a little bit of a fun show because you got to laugh when you live in clown world. Uh, a lot of people are scratching their heads. Well, this is what happens when uh, you're going through a communist takeover in this nation. And all those people, quote unquote, the Democrats that voted, even though everybody knows there was a lot of voter manipulation and fraud, outright fraud. Uh, what we also know boy. is that we have a man that probably is hazarding our nation more than anything I've ever seen. In, and the proof was in the pudding on Atta his boy. where he would just wander off and, uh, well, well, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. It was like, okay, yeah, you, you can't you know finish your thoughts. Yeah, you know the thing. Yeah. So with that being said, let's just riff on the speech. If you want to, Angel, feel free to jump balls deep into it because we, as we were talking before the show, we could do a three-hour show on this alone. And because of this comedy, you have the night. Here's a, something very worrying a brother and I were talking about. First you have the right to keep and bear arms that shall not be infringed, okay? That is, you know, in the Bill of Rights. And the Bill of Rights are your civil rights. Open carry in all states, including California, has always been held to be legal. You're openly carrying a gun. Now, in Ohio, if you do that, they'll get you for menacing or something like that. And they can do that in the cities. It's just a city code. But under Constitution, Ohio's and the nations, uh, you can go to the outskirts outside of the cities and nobody will say dick to you if you carry openly. Um, also, you have concealed carry options, but uh, you have to get the, you know, CCW, concealed carry permit um, for a handgun. It's only for a handgun, by the way. It doesn't cover knives or rifles to concealed carry carry but they came out with a ruling saying now the ninth circuit this is aimed at texas folks uh because all the other states are coastal washington oregon california and then you have the southwest arizona nevada and um texas new mexico and texas and this is a direct swipe at Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas. Nevada's got good laws, too. But the rest of it, nobody cares about. And Hawaii's included in the Ninth Circus, too. Uh, they said, yeah, open carrying's not legal. You, you, you know, they ruled that it was unconstitutional. Well, they're wrong. And it's going to get overturned. But you have to understand, this is a direct swipe at a civil right. The Bill of Rights are your constitutional rights. That's what handcuffs the government, what they shall not be able to do. Every one of those in the Bill of Rights are your civil rights. And if they can chip away at one federally... Right now, we don't have a bar to free speech through the government. We're seeing it through corporations. Let me see. What's the merger? And I bet even uh, Angel will be able to tell you. The merger of government and corporation? Oh, I think that's called a name. It's called what Mussolini called fascism. So I guess when everybody was warning people, saying... The Democrats, first the DR3 is real, Democrats are the real racist. Uh, that's a for real statement. But 
they're also the real fascist. So it's DRF. Democrats are the real fascist. D double R F. We need to make that popular in America. Your thoughts on that before we start with the hijinks of uh, we can laugh about the Ninth Circus Court of Appeals, but um, love to hear your thoughts on that one before we jump into the hijinks of I don't even know what to call him the poser in chief, whatevs. The sniffler and thief. Sniffler and thief. That's a good one. I like that. That's like Stifler's mom, baby. The Stifler's mom. That's what I was going to say. You heard of the Stifler? The president is the Sniffler. There you go. Makes sense to me. We should hashtag that. Hashtag Sniffler N, just the letter N, thief. Sniffler N, thief. I like that. I like that hashtag. And then just for kicks, so so people don't mistake it. Add the number 46 at the end. Sniffler and Chief 46. I like that. Sniffler and Thief 46. Sniffler and Thief 46. Yeah. I like that. Sounds good. That could be a so t-shirt. So what's your uh, comments on? Oh, wait. oh, that could be a t-shirt. Teespring. Uh, and it probably will Teespring. Yep. Um, you know, what What are your thoughts on Ninth Circuits before we get going? Because I know that uh, you, you being an immigrant and holding all the civil and, and Bill of Rights sacred will have uh, a lot to speak on this because your family has seen this actually happen and had to flee it. And uh, they know the ramifications. And that's the thing with these people with sticky wet fantasy, mm-hmm. masturbational fantasy well, of civil war and all this shit. You know, they're retards. Go on, brother. I wanted to get to that uh, first that comment you made about the left being the real, um, uh, the the real Marxist, the real fascist, the the real racist, which is all accurate. Uh, but the reason I wanted to get that first and foremost is for one simple reason. When you, you know, you, when you look at what happened last year during the summer of love, the chop, right, and everything that that's been going on, the number one group out in the public that has been causing all these problems, besides Black Lives Matter, was Antifa, anti-fascists, right, and they were all in cahoots with Joe Biden and the left. In fact, on their website, Antifa.com, yep. for many months, they had Joe Biden's uh, website redirected on there to gain, you know, gain him more revenue, give him more profit for his campaign. So they played a big part in getting Biden, uh, you know, let's say, elected. <clears throat> wink, wink. Now, the funny thing, though, is they call themselves anti-fascist, but reality is... Like we said, they're the racist and the fascist. See, what they're doing is is kind of brilliant for a bunch of retards. And I use that word like, you know, the kid who gets picked last in uh, in, in school when sports are up because he's kind of a dork and can't hit the ball with his legs or, or throw a ball, you know, and he throws like a girl and he's supposed to be a boy because there's only two genders and two sexes, by the way. Uh, so when I say uh, retard, I'm talking about that kid. I'm not talking about a person with actual Down syndrome. Even though in AOC's case borderline it's very borderline she's you know a little retarded uh and i mean that kind of way but when we're talking about these fascists the actual you know fascist races are the antifa are black lives matter anybody who follows a marxist code all right is heading down the passage of mark of uh of fascism socialism because that's all that is and communism and the way these people are now looking at things they want to go back to before segregation was ended they want to resegregate the united states and and have pockets of you know black folks in one area the whiteies in the other area the spicks in the other area 
you know, the the gays and one area of San Francisco, uh, they want to have, you know, the segregation everywhere. Uh, you know, why? If you want to be progressive and you want to move forward and you want to be inclusive, that would mean include everybody, including the whites, the darks, and the spicks, and, the, and everybody. Just get everybody involved. The chinks, too, the Asians, everybody. Right? But now they want to keep us all segregated and apart from each other. But then they want to cry yeah, wolf and they want... And then they want to cry wolf and go on TV saying, no, it's all white supremacy. They're, they're just they're all racist. Look, I'm Latino. I have chink in my family. I have Indian in my family. I got black in my family. I think I could speak for a lot of folks when I say it's a bunch of bullshit. The left is feeding nonsense as propaganda because this is all they do. The left is feeding the narrative and they're just brainwashing people, like the whole anti-fascist, Antifa name, when they really are the fascists, that's called reverse psychology. They're telling you what they are, but saying a name that, they re- that they're supposedly against, right? Anti-fascism. Nobody wants to be a fascist here. I'm not a fascist. I hate fascism. You know, nobody wants to be a communist or a socialist that has a rational mind. But when you're dealing with these people that literally, these people that call themselves anti-fascist, Antifa, and they're the racist, fascist, Marxist, self-admitting. That's the worst part. The people who created Black Lives Matter and Antifa are self-admitting Marxists. If people are, are still so polarized and stupid to not see what is happening, I mean, my God. I mean, what country are we going to leave the kids and, and our grandkids? Well, that, that's the whole point. That's why they're trying to destroy history. I mean, when people exactly. can proudly wear a Che Guevara T-shirt and uh, not realize that Che Guevara in Cuba was executing blacks exclusively, pretty much, because he thought they were an inferior race. Right. And I mean, he was a total you know, racist. I mean, a Bigot. He was a complete racist. Right. Straight up bigot. Yeah. And here, here's the thing that makes me laugh is everybody still thinks it's a Marxist thing. Yeah, they've got some Marxism, but the founders of this, like, we can go back to old school shit, but we don't need to. Like Frankfurt School, you just go back to the 60s and 70s with Foucault and Derrida and all that Derrida and all them, and uh, you'll see it has a more Maoist bent, and and it was more uh, the language police and everything. It's been more um, influenced by those thinkers, those quote unquote philosophers, and then it's got this nasty thing. Every everybody forgets, and I've mentioned this numerous times, even on PSN. They're calling it. Uh, what they're doing is saying they're going to deplatform you. Folks, I've seen this before in East Germany. This is called disintegration. That's what the East Germans did. And that meant they removed you from society, your ability to work, make money, do transactions, travel, blah, blah, blah. Everything you're seeing them do by deplatforming is disintegration. And can I go Ed McMahon on you for a second here and just say, you so, are correct, sir. I know, brother. That's it. And, and, and that's the whole point. And, you know, so there's been a fusion, and it's a fusion of the worst. And our uh, Sniffler and Thief... 46 hashtag um, he's pushing it and by pushing it this is my belief and my belief only and you know live and die by your own beliefs I'm not trying to change your mind you're not going to change mine at all um, he's pushing something that is in direct contravention to his oath of office. He is not supporting, defending the Constitution in any way. It's the same oath a military member takes. It's the same oath a cop takes. Supporting to defend the Constitution and 
you know, there is a caveat. Follow orders from everybody from the president on down, the officers appointed under me or over me. Uh, here's the point. There's a reason why soldiers and police can ignore a lawful, unlawful order. Because it goes against the Constitution or your moral belief. If it's against your... Now, you're going to go to... You could go to Leavenworth doing this if you're in the military or if you're a federal cop. Because Leavenworth is a federal prison also. It's not just a United States disciplinary barracks. It has both those facilities on it. And Fort Leavenworth is in Kansas. Uh, but it is up to you to take the moral decision by using your discernment and discretion. And I watched it federally. That's why I left federal service where they were removing your ability to use your discretion through what they would call zero tolerance rulings where we have a zero gun tolerance or we have a zero uh, drug tolerance. So that means right. you would have idiots at the border. I've seen this for real. They see some kids coming across the border from Canada because I work northern border. And they would put uh, uh, customs tape around their hands and go to the floorboards all around and try to find a seed. Put it in a little searchy, break the capsule, give it a little flip, 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 flip. And if it turns blue, oh, that's a marijuana seed. You have a marijuana seed, so that's a $500 fine. And you will be annotated in text, Treasury Enforcement Communication System, for smuggling marijuana. That's not bullshit. That's, I've seen it. And that's an, you also have to understand that the border, all constitutional laws, and the Constitution are suspended. That's a fact. You are open to inspection and customs. You know, immigration and customs inspection at the border. That's the truth. So if you come through and you went to Canada and you're an old person and got cheap drugs, you can actually be arrested for smuggling drugs from Canada to the U.S. If you go across the border, and you have one of those little MT, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday pills that the old people take. I've seen this before. Well, if you don't have the pharmacy number on it and the prescription number on it and it's official, uh, you are smuggling drugs, even though they're your heart medicine or whatever. It can happen to you. It just depends on the agent or officer on the border. What if it's like an so, erection dysfunction pill, like you know, for the uh, <clears throat> you know the colonel oh, and his two generals? Fuck you, yeah. dude! You can go to uh, you can go overseas and find Cialis uh, and Viagra and all that shit, and and pharmacies everywhere around the world, and it's over the counter. You don't have to have a prescription for them at all, except for the U.S. That's that's not a lie. That's the truth. Oh, yeah. No, I believe I, you on that. See, yeah. No, I, I believe you. I mean, they're a lot looser in, in a lot of other countries. I mean, the U.S. I mean, in, in that sense, the U.S. for years has had that, you know, reputation of being kind of like uh, uppity about the whole drug thing. Uh, you know, kind of like tight ass about you know the, the regulations and the the pressure on on drugs, and, and you know, and I and I tend to agree with that. I think the war on drugs is a failure. Ronald Reagan, that was one of his mistakes as president, and I say that because all that does is give incentives uh, to criminals to do what they're doing now, and, and you know that's something that it, it makes it. More enticing also for people that are easily addictive. So you, now you have two people that are taking advantage of a situation. You have the evil uh, entities who are going to benefit financially by smuggling drugs. And, worst of all, you have the poor saps who are easily addicted to these drugs 
were going to become the victims here in the U.S. So it's like it, it was a double whammy. And all it did was, it, you know, it filled uh, the, the prisons with people that are, you know, addicted to uh, to a drug. Now, if you really want to have a war on drugs, uh, regulate, you know, drugs here in the U.S. And, you know, don't castrate people for life for having, like, a bag of weed. Like, you know, Trump, when he did the Criminal Reform Act, he had that one lady that he, you know, helped release, Alice Johnson, I, I think was her name. She got 40, what, like, 40 years in prison yep. or 40-something years in prison for having an ounce of weed. Now, whether she was going to yep. sell, smoke, whatever, it's a freaking ounce of weed, man. You don't take somebody's life over some plant. I mean, that's ridiculous. And that's where the failure of the whole war on drug, you know, happened. But, uh, you know, in the 80s, 90s, they used that platform, and the prisons made a, a killing off of it. And, you know, who was in charge of helping pack those prisons? Joe Biden with his criminal bills. Yep. And, you know, in the 90s, who will prosecute a lot of black African Americans? Kamala Harris. That's right, when she became a prosecutor. Yep. So, you know, let's talk about the the complete failure of not only, you know, one administration's war on drugs, but the follow-up, uh, you know, failure of the people who put the bills in place, then who prosecuted people and caused, you know, a complete generation of kids to be born without parents that are on a stable household. This is why you have a lot more ghettos on a, on a big scale with a lot of black folks in them across the country. And they're a minority group in the country. I mean, that's the crazy part. You're talking about a, a group of people that make a, you know, they make a, a good percentage, you know, now compared to, the, you know, maybe years ago. But for the most part, they're still considered the minority group in America, right? Am I wrong about that? Or has that oh, changed? No. Right? Not, no. No, not at all. They're, okay. they're, they're a minority even to Hispanics. And Correct. See that? And, 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 and the crazy part is, and I'll let you talk about Kaiser, but like the crazy part is, this minority group is across the board, you know, it leads the chart in violence, crime activity, people in prison, population in prison, um, my, you know, the like they call it hoods, you know, like, and, and look, man, I grew up in a black neighborhood, I have a lot of black family, I have black friends, the whole nine yards. I grew up in the ghetto. I still live in a ghetto. I seen the hood, and I'm talking about like I lived in Compton, California. I seen the hood. Okay, I saw a drive-by before I was ten. Okay, so when you're talking about seeing stuff, I know what I'm talking about. And the the problem is these areas exist in a minority groups uh, community in in majority of of a way because of the system that has failed. And the system has failed because of bad policies over the last 40 years. And Biden and Harris are knee-deep in this. Knee-deep. Go for I it. I feel you, brother, but I feel you, brother, but it's a lack of mentoring or the mentors that do show up. I yeah. mean, legit mentors, dudes that went to prison. Mm -hmm. uh, I've... I've seen uh, a podcast a, a while back, and I get notifications when he comes on. If if I want to listen to it, I'll listen. But uh, it's called Fresh Out. The guy, the host name's Big Herc. And he went to prison in Cali, and he brings on people to talk about different things in prison. And, you know, I'll see comments from people like, yeah, he's legit, you know, but he's being an Uncle Tom, you know, trying to tell these people not to do the crimes and everybody he brings on are telling him, you know, nobody's an advocate for crime. And one of the things he said is, uh, how many seconds? And the guy goes, huh? What do you mean? What'd you do? And, you know, he said what crime it was. And he said, well, it took me, you know, maybe two minutes to do it. I think it was a robbery or something. I can't remember what it was. And he goes, yeah. And, and two minutes got you 20 years. And you go to think about that. That's a mentality that first off, when you talk about the hood and stuff, everybody re should remember that Margaret Sanger, the Democrats mm -hmm. goddess, 
uh, made sure to put all of her clinics, Planned Parenthood, which oh, yeah. she got that name from Adolf Hitler. Everybody keeps forgetting that one, too. And that was to get the uh, weeds of society out. That's what she called them. And, uh, you know, with my mother being a single mother in the 60s and about to have twins, which she didn't know she was going to have. She knew she was going to have a baby. Uh, it was to target people like those. You know, my mother didn't even graduate high school, yet I went on to go on to college. Uh, you know, and she raised two kids, but she raised us right. And, you know, anyways. I still, in my youth, I was, I've told you this before. I was a communist in my belief until I saw communism. And um, that made me wake up. Oh, but that's see, the, that's all yeah, part of growing. That, that's part of growing up, though, Kaiser. Because you know, a lot of young people don't know the real world. So when they're growing up, I mean, they tend to be socialist or communist because they're used to mommy and daddy taking care of them and and doing everything exactly. for them, and everything is free, and you don't have to pay for anything. And then when you hit the real world and you have to go and work for a living. And you have to break your back like I literally did. You know, when you are in that position, you start to understand things. And, you know, there's something that, that comes also with life experience. You know, when you're young, there's a term called young and dumb, full of cum. That's for a reason. Okay. I mean, oh, yeah. that is a, that's a very accurate term. And, you know, my uh, family has gone through it with my nephews and stuff. I mean, when they were younger, they... You know, they all went through that socialist Obama, man, he's awesome, you know, stage. And, you know, as the last five years, they, you know, some of, you know, the, the stuff they've seen has kind of like shaken their beliefs. When I was, you know, first registered, I was a Democrat. You know, I, I grew up, you know, a fan of Bill Clinton. Then I started seeing, well, this guy's kind of a scumbag. You know, and then the whole impeachment thing happened. I was like, yeah, he's definitely a scumbag. But, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I couldn't vote for Bush Jr., to be honest. So, I, I mean, I didn't really feel even like going out. So I didn't vote the first Bush election uh, just because it, and it was actually the first time I would have been able, able to vote for president. I was really a citizen, but I was too young to vote um, when Clinton first, um, you know, became president. But uh, during the first Bush term, I could have voted, but I didn't. I voted the second time, and I voted against them because, you know, the whole, well, let's just say the buildings came down. And, um, you know, I, I didn't believe that the war was a legit war. There was too much, you know, shenanigans, shenanigans going on, I thought. Uh, but that's a whole different show. Now, when Obama came in, you know, he had this smooth way of speaking and stuff. And you got to go back to, like, even Hitler and a lot of the people in the past it's that good speaker that usually is the uh, the most evil one. And Obama was a hell of a speaker. He got everybody brainwashed and indoctrinated. They, yeah, we need, you know, this kind of change. And again, coming from a young mind, you know, and still kind of a socialist, Democrat kind of mentality, I fell for it and I voted for Obama. And, man, do I regret it. Let me tell you, Kaiser. Because what happened next was, you know, it, you know, he really opened the uh, the veil, and I think showed everybody what really the left is about, and, and they're really all just socialists, and you know, a lot of them lean, you know, towards, uh, you know, segregation and racism and all these, you know, evil things that you, I thought growing up, you know, we're trying to get away from. And, you know, that really boggled my mind when he became so divisive that I was like, you know, what the hell's going on? This is why I've, I left the party and why I decided years later to vote for Trump. Because I was like, you know, at least he's saying some real shit. You know, like, you know, there is a crisis at the border. You know, we are taking, being taken advantage of by other countries when it comes to, like, trades and and uh, bad deals and the, the you know the World Health Organization is a joke. The UN is a joke. I mean, you know, all these things are true. I mean, it's not like he's lying. Drugs are pouring through the border. We know that's true. You know, it wasn't racist when and Bill Clinton or again. and it wasn't racist when Bill Clinton and Obama said it, but somehow it became racist when Trump said it, and that's what even opened my eyes more when I saw the media and how they you know 
he just jumped on board on this whole racist narrative when all he did was, you know, really repeat what others had said and nobody called them out on it. They hated the term Trump used, fake news, or when he'd say the Lugan press, I that's yeah. the German word for lying. <laughs> and, you know, they'd say, oh, well, that just proves he's Hitlerian or whatever. You know, it's always, it's it's the old concept. Yep. They always love to drudge up. And it's a, a false argument where everything leads back to Hitler. And, you, know what, uh, you know what's funny, bro? That's it, when, you know, they, when they have no argument, that's where they go. And my point being is, this is nothing more than Operation Mockingbird. The yep. uh, the entire pandemic was done. Hashtag pandemic was done to get Trump out of office. Another great shirt idea, by the way. Hashtag pandemic. Write that down. Yeah. But you know, you know what? You know what's funny, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll be quick about this. Uh, out of all people, the one who's been very critical of Biden. Uh, especially that first uh, press conference was the not only the, the notorious Chris Wallace, and uh, you know he was the uh, the guy who did the first debate with Trump and uh, and Sleepy Joe, and um, the, you know why I call him the notorious Chris Wallace by the way is because uh, he shares the name with the notorious B.I.G. the rapper. They're both named Christopher Wallace. Rest in peace, Biggie Smalls. But. The notorious Chris Wallace from TV, uh, that scumbag, uh, he was very critical of, uh, of Sleepy Joe recently. Did you catch that? I did. And his father, here's one thing that's interesting about his father. Scumbag, too? Uh, um, yep. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. Huh? He was on 60 <laughs> Minutes. Oh, Don't you remember you Mike Wallace? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, right. yeah. That's that's daddy. The apple never falls far from the tree. Uh, Chris Wallace masquerades as a Republican. He's not. He's kind of like Trump, a business Democrat. But see, Trump upset the media's apple cart because he knows because of his uncle and his father and uh, Cone, who is his mentor, uh, he knew like UFOs and stuff like that. He knew the truth on some of that stuff, right? And even now, that that stuff's starting to come out, right? Uh, but since you know, oh, yeah. normally a paranormal thing, I just started. Mm-hmm. I wanted to try to give. That's uh, uh, that's another show that I think people well, did you see? To. Did, did you see the UFO uh, that I? Did you see the UFO at the press conference in uh, in the border? Oh, yeah, yeah, but that's, my point is, that's just a a quick divergence. Uh, My point is, he knew where to look and what to do. Yeah. And he brought in Flynn to implement it. And notice they kept hamstringing him. They kept giving him somebody who was GOP good. That means they work for the GOP, they're not going to be Trump's guy. There were some exceptions. Uh, Sebastian Gorka is an exception. Uh, Mike Flynn was an exception to the rule. Um, there were several people like that. But for the most part, when they Roger brought Stone. on... Roger Stone was... Yeah. and But there was some people that, like with Bolton's appointment, Look, I was always a fan, and you're probably going to disagree with me, and that's okay. But instead of putting Bolton in, I would have much rather have seen, and especially if Trump runs again, I would rather have Donald Jr. run, honestly, just because. And there's a reason for that. Um, I hope Trump, you know, a Trump does get back in. But Donald Jr. will have two terms. And he doesn't have the baggage of his father. And here's my thoughts on this. Tulsi Gabbard, Donald Jr., Vice President Tulsi, and Don Jr. And that's because you can say what you want, but they're classical liberals. They are Manhattan Democrats. Don Jr. is a Republican, has been one. 
Wasn't she from Hawaii, though? Yeah, she's from Hawaii, (laughs) and she's a liberal Democrat. But that's a balanced ticket. I I do like Tulsi, though. I mean... I, I do like the, the way she she thinks that a lot of like uh, of her like agendas are like on point. So I'll give you that. Well, there, there used to be a something in when we first did our elections, the president was the guy who won, the vice president was the guy who lost. So you would have a balance, a yin and yang. And then they changed it through the parties. And uh, like when. Um, um, uh, I'm mind dumping his name now. Anyways, Jefferson was his vice president and uh, Adams, Adams and Jefferson's debates. And they were, they talk about our debates now. I think uh, Jefferson was called by Adams, uh, half-breed, mulatto, and uh, just slandered the hell out of each other and just had a good time politics. And that's normal American politics. And they'd say, oh, well, Trump's so divisive. Trump didn't do half the shit they did. Unpresidential. Well, what's what's Biden when he can't even remember a couple sentences before? No, what, you know I, what, what I, mean? I love is they spent like the last four years saying, Trump is a dictator. Trump is a fascist. Trump will never leave office. Trump, he is uh, the next Hitler. Um, well, Trump did no, uh, at no point did he show any signs of being a dictator. If not, uh, everything that happened last year would not exactly have happened because he would have declared martial law and taken over all those cities and not allowed the governors to not do their jobs and the mayors to not do their jobs who allowed Antifa and Black Lives Matter to take over and do what they did. Uh, according to Joe Biden and, and uh, the Congress, you know, they're just a thought, Antifa, and they don't really exist. But sure enough, man, they sure supported Joe Biden. They sure did cause $150 billion worth of damage. Uh, so some thought, right? But, uh, you know, the, the funny part is that all this happened, right, and at no point did Trump, you know, at any point show any inclination that he was a dictator. And at one point, uh, he did like, what, six, seven uh, executive orders in the first month or two. And there was, and Biden uh, was like on record saying, oh, but I don't exactly remember which one it was that he that he, po- he poked uh, fun at. But he's like, oh, you know, a president who uh, governs by executive orders is a dictator. This dude is like by executive order 68 or 69 at this point, and it's March 29th, okay? Yeah, but <laughs> Obama did it to, anyways, it's not to this by point. regulation. It, yeah, this is and, ridiculous. And that's, why, and that's why I keep saying regulation is the de facto law. Because a regulation can be enforced with people with guns. People with guns legitimized by the government make it a law. Because as the old adage you say, turnip may not have any money, but you can sure put turnip's ass in jail. Okay, so if they can't pay the fine, they'll do the time. And men's with, men with guns will enforce that law. Now... My point being on what I was talking about, going back to it, is you hit it on the nail with a lot of what you're saying, but just like with kids in cages, there's a reason why when those pictures leaked, as soon as they leaked, they said immigration, customs enforcement, uh, border patrol, uh, CBP, you can no longer talk to the media. Homeland put that out with the quickness. So they media blacked out because there's kids in cages again, all bundled up together with COVID, right? And they have Conex boxes that are made into little cells. Yeah, they have a door and whatnot, but it's still a locked area, a controlled area at the border. They've had to do this because of this crisis at the border. And... But this is what the American people voted for. And yet when I talk to my 
and she is my favorite aunt and one of my favorite cousins. Uh, I just called up to say hi to my aunt. And uh, as I'm talking to her, her daughter gets on like, ah, we got a black woman in the white house, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay. And that was a, a call, you know, on one of the social platforms. So I hung up and I called up on the phone. And my aunt answers it. And we're talking for a few minutes. I'm like, just seeing how you're doing. And she starts rambling about the sixth and my uncle and shit like that and how they were Democrats. And I'm like, I, I know one thing about my uncle. He would never have stood with a communist. Okay. And uh, so my aunt's wrong with her answer to that. And the Capitol was, dude, I brought it up on our shows before Angel. Uh, both twice the Capitol has had massacres on it of American citizens. And, you know, we find out the death toll, except for that female, were, were largely people with some sort of heart attack or they still don't know what the Capitol police officer died from, but they know it wasn't a fire extinguisher to the head. And they laid him in state. He was used as propaganda. So, but that woman who got shot through the throat, that female Air Force woman, I can't think of her name right now, uh, that's legit. And she was killed by an unnamed, still don't know who shot her. It sort of reminds me of Ruby Ridge and uh, Koresh at the Davidian compound where Lon Horiuchi got away with killing a lot of people as a sniper for the ATF. And, you know, there's no accountability to that. That's the deep state. That's where the bureaucracy heads off any accountability. But guess who gets the accountability? It is the president. They don't want pictures coming out. Just like the pictures with Trump, those were from the Obama administration. Kids in cages. So they're setting this entire thing up again to do the same shit. And the lying media, the Lugan press, are doing this. And it's just a continuation of Operation Mockingbird. Your fans and my fans know what Operation Mockingbird is, so I don't need to go into detail, or they can research it. And that's where the CIA, or quote-unquote the deep state, were funding foreign and American news corporations to run with a party line. And there's a famous talk that 60 Minutes, uh, Mike Wallace, did, and he talks about that. But what people don't realize, and it's from like the 60s, this is a black and white thing, it leads on this, if they haven't pulled it down, it leads on a story about uh, Operation Mockingbird on YouTube. And um, he's talking about Operation Mockingbird. And acting like he's shocked. He didn't know about it. Well, he was a big participator. You think his son's not? You see where I'm going with this? It's all incestuous, brother. And that's my two cents. Your thoughts, brother. Well, I concur. And all I got to say is, it's all part of the plan. Oh, my God, please don't get me started with that bullshit, the Q shit. That, <laughs> anybody who read Trump's books or knew anything about Trump, Trump does not have a plan for fuck all. He just goes by the seat of his pants and his gut feeling. And when they started saying, stick to the plan, and I was telling people Q was real at a point, but it got co-opted. That's the truth. And then when you started seeing stick to the plan, stick to the plan, it's like, okay, now you're doing COINTELPRO. It's no different. Look, uh, January 6th was no different than um, August 17th at Charlottesville. It was a setup on a new president. Uh, That's a fact. Well, I, you know, it's funny you went with the, the Q uh, idea. I wasn't even quoting that. I was quoting the Joker. 
it's all part of the plan. As well, know, there you go. Q is the, the Joker. It's, I guess the one called chaos. Yeah, it's all propaganda. It's all look. It's all a show because there's something else coming. They want to pull the wool over our eyes. Um, I think the UFO uh, disclosure has something to do with it. Uh, there's also, you know, some wicked happening behind the scenes that we're not being told when it comes to human trafficking, and uh, they want to keep that a secret. Uh, Joe Biden is the perfect uh, puppet. He is uh, completely complicit to China and all these other countries because of not only his dealings, but his son's dealings. And he knows that if he doesn't comply to their wishes, guess what? A lot of dirty stuff about Joe and his boy are going to be hitting the web. Some stuff is really leaked. Uh, and I think that leaked when, uh, you know, maybe he had a, like a thought about not being the puppet. And, uh, and they're like, no, Joe, no, you're going to be puppet. You're going to do what we say or else. It's the old mafia. It's the old mafia thing where they get you in bed with a woman and yep. you wake up with a horse head. Do you remember that from the Godfather? Oh, man, I so, have seen that a billion times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I'm half, I'm half Dago, man, half. half Wop, or as I've been, here's why these words don't mean anything. I've been called a spaghetti nigger and a lasagna nigger, and it does not bother me because where I went to school, I went to school with blacks and whites, and uh, I dated a black girl all through high school and never had an issue. But back then in the 80s, man, it, nobody took offense to that unless you were doing it to try to start a fight. You know, somebody would just make that comment you know it, it doesn't matter you know and with this whole thing where words hurt i get that if i'm really using that word to try to provoke a fight then that's a problem and there's already laws on the books it's called instigating a fight fighting words and yeah. guess oh, what? if you defend yeah. yourself from an attack if it becomes physical if fighting words were spoken that will get in any court in America that's sensible will get you released. Oh, yeah. But guess yeah. what? They're making those words nothing now. By saying, mm -hmm. by splitting everybody up and by making everybody a Nazi or fascist, no one is. No, but not, not only that, it's like this PC cancer culture has really made everybody hypersensitive. And we're almost out of time, to, but I really wanted to get this in. Uh, earlier tonight, for example, I went into a, a chat room that belongs uh, on YouTube, or as I like to call it now, Utard, and I went in there uh, because a friend of mine was on a, on a podcast there, and I was just, I've been on that show before, and I was just, you know, saying hello to everybody, and I made a, a silly comment about a movie, okay, and the person on the show who I know, and I've been on this show before, who's the host of this show, Completely took the comment out of context and went ape shit over the comment. Then I made a joke saying, "All right, come down, fool," or something, you know, like you know, funny like that. He went ape shit over that. He didn't realize that it was me who had been on the show before. He, you know, he didn't connect the name, I guess, for some reason. And uh, you know, like I'm like, dude, this guy just went ape shit twice over the word fool. You know how many friends of mine I call fool just on like, "Hey, what's up, fool?" Like. And this guy, Hell, you, you don't, it to me you don't come okay. to my show and call me and disrespect me, call me fool. Well, motherfucker, stop acting like a fool, and I won't call you a fool or a growth of thicker skin, and don't get offended when somebody calls you a fool. I mean, people are so pussyfied nowadays. Well, like a simple word like that, dude. This guy took uh, literally derailed this entire show. It was the the funniest thing I've ever seen. Well, I'll tell you, you've called me that, and I've called you that about different things, and we joke around. Look, friends can, it's called busting balls. That's what yeah. men do. We bust each other's balls. It makes us better men, and it also brings some comedy to it. And that's the whole thing. You know, all this stuff 
my favorite show, and I still listen to it on YouTube because I can't see it no more. It's gone. They took it off the air. Was Opie and Anthony, man. Oh, man. Because Patrice O'Neill, Patrice O'Neill, we just went to a comedy night, me and my wife did. Yeah. And brother, uh, it was an all-black lineup except for the, the host, and the host is the guy who actually brings the troop around. And they were funny people. And this one guy, he, he gets up there and he says every word racially that you shouldn't say. Uh-huh. And he was the funniest motherfucker. He's like, motherfuckers need to be waking up. And he's from the same area where, um, uh, what's the name? C, uh, a comedian. Why am I mind dumping his name? Because he's not as good as Patrice O'Neill, but he got big and he's from Ohio. Uh, Oh, why am I mind dumping his name? Comedian, his name, last name starts with a C. Uh, uh, Louis C.K.? Uh, no, no, no. That's <laughs> He's a white guy. This is a black oh, guy. So, he, well, so is Louis C.K. No, Louis C.K. is... Dave Chappelle? Uh, Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Yeah. yeah, he's from Dayton, Ohio. Yeah, I know, I know. And, uh, and Chappelle... We're, we're, we're almost out of time... Does, we uh, we're almost out okay. of time, so just make it quick. Go ahead. All right, no worries. Uh, like I said, this guy was as funny as Dave Chappelle. Should be discovered, and I can't remember his name, or I would bring it in. Anyways, thank you, folks, for stopping well, by. Real, real, real quick, before you go, uh, one, yes. one second. Uh, you know, the funniest joke that uh, uh, Patrice O'Neill to me ever said was the one about uh, Natalie Holloway. Remember yes. the, uh, the girl from yes. uh, Ruba? If you guys haven't seen yeah, that, how, YouTube how it. Would they look? You can tell by the color of the skin and the blonde hair. They'll give it away. The They'll give it away. They'll give it away. the police will look for you. They'll give it away. Just let the people find it. Find it on YouTube. Okay. Patrice O'Neill, Natalie Holloway. That is the funniest skit you're ever going to hear. It's a stand-up comedy act routine. A... Awesome. Go to Patrice Go to Patrice O'Neill, Elephant in the Room. It's now on YouTube, the entire yes. show. Yep. And when he goes up and he starts talking about the value of a woman by color. Oh, it's hilarious. Just like his, Oh, by the way, remember, nice titty everybody man. needs to remember, everybody needs to remember the first Tuesday before Thanksgiving, that Tuesday before Thanksgiving, that's national harassment day. And you need to watch <laughs> Patrice O'Neill's elephant in the room to understand what that means. Why can't I harass you? <laughs> Anyways, with that being said, brother, inside joke, but folks are going to laugh your asses off. Anyways, uh, with that being said, thank you for sitting on my big orange couch, grabbing your coffee, tea, soda, and or adult libation. With that being said, I really appreciate you guys stopping by. Hopefully you got some laughs out of it. Hopefully you got some information. But if you didn't, I can't help it. So I'll slowly raise the drawbridge as you meander on out of Kaiser's Castle, also available on Sword Point Nine on YouTube, all lowercase Sword Point, and then the numeral nine on YouTube. God bless. Be well. Be safe. Shut up.